Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock in this episode of the show. Uh, we, of course, are going to do our final waiver week show, waiver wire show of the week. I think in week 17, what I'm going to do is a dynasty waiver wire show. So, some guys to pick up uh, in the last running of your league's fab bids for dynasty. Going to focus on some 12 team and 14 team, and then, you know, obviously the deep super flex uh, dynasty leagues that all of us are in but of course you know everyone should be playing for their championships this week so basically just going to run through some guys off the waiver wire who I think you can start in week 16 so this is going to be you know a little bit different than when we normally do things we talk about future holds we talk about uh you know a deep look look ahead defenses and things like that Really, we're, we're focusing just now here on week 16. So all we have is our potential difference makers and then our lineup fillers. So starting off with the potential difference makers, I think that there are probably three of them. In the written content this week, I had Sony Michelle as a borderline starter, but I do think he probably is closer to a potential difference maker. So we are going to go ahead and start with Sony Michelle since I think I was wrong about him in the written content. They play at home to the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots do. Damian Harris was out. The Patriots played only three running backs, Michelle, James White, and then JJ Taylor played only five snaps. Sony played 23 snaps, received carries on 10 of them, ran for 74 yards. Basically, he just filled his old role from 2019 and kind of just what Damian Harris had been doing without a touchdown. You know, his fantasy line is not going to be that great. He should be the prime emphasis in the running game against the Bills. Uh, my guess also is that we might see Jared Stidham in this game, and you would prefer to start him with Jared Stidham because that means that the goal line work is going to be basically his alone in terms of rushing. If he starts with Cam, we're going to give Cam a huge chunk of the rushing touchdowns and the red zone rushes for the Patriots. So if Stidham replaces uh, if Stidham replaces Cam Newton, a quarterback, uh, I do think that Michelle is going to be the goal line back for New England. On a related note, Miles Gaskin is expected to come off the COVID list next week, but if he doesn't, Savon Ahmed is actually the best waiver wire running back out of the week. Uh, he got a real workhorse snap and touch share last week against the Patriots, so that's just a, a real quick aside. Our next waiver wire guy is uh, Devin Ozigbo because we saw an injury to James Robinson on Sunday. Now, it's not clear how injured he is. I expect injury reporting to be not as great this week with teams not practicing, teams not meeting with reporters due to uh, the holiday. So Ozigbo basically is just going to be the fill-in for James Robinson. Uh, you know, Robinson just had that crazy workload for basically 15 games. He finally injured his ankle. 
Um, according to reports, it, it doesn't seem that serious, but if you're James Robinson, why are you playing in week 16? Uh, we would expect Daria Ogumbawale to maybe play more total snaps. Would think he'd probably play some passing downs, but he really is just a passing down back. I think it's more likely that Ozigbo does slot into that James Robinson role. We should probably expect a scaled down version of it. Uh, he does look like the lowest owned running back in like Yahoo Fantasy who is going to get a crack at a starting job in week 16. However, if you are playing in a league where Le'Veon Bell or Tony Pollard are somehow available, those guys are the top pickups of the week with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Ezekiel Elliott injured. I think there also is a chance that Daryl Williams ends up being a solid ad because I think Le'Veon Bell got shooken up as that Chiefs game ended as well. Obviously, Daryl Williams would just play a ton for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of those guys are going to be, uh, both Le'Veon Bell and Tony Pollard, though, assuming Bell is healthy, are going to be priority starts in Week 16. Ozigbo is going to rank as probably like a borderline flex running back three as a starter for Jacksonville. I don't think he's some incredible play, but I do think obviously he is going to be a starting running back and that has some value in the week 16 waiver wire. Uh, our final difference maker though is Jalen Hurts, who was the quarterback one overall last week after in his first NFL start rushing for a hundred yards. Now Hurts gets to play against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, basically Hurts made me look stupid in week 15 because he looked even better than I imagined. The Eagles scored 26 points, their third highest total of the season. Hertz passed for 338 yards, three touchdowns, added 63 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. That's basically like Lamar Jackson levels of fantasy production. I don't think we can expect 40-plus fantasy points, but I'm basically going to rank Hertz as a top-five quarterback in Week 16. Um, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson, I think you need to pick Hertz up and start him in your fantasy football championship. That's really um, that's that's basically about as clear as um, about as clear as I can make that. So moving on now to some of our waiver wire fill-in guys, we have Russell Gage next. Calvin Ridley has proven that he is an alpha wide receiver one uh, with Julio Jones out, but Russell Gage has been very good for fantasy as well. Uh, he led the Falcons in snaps played on offense last week and has seen 17 targets in the last two weeks with Julio Jones out. The Falcons play at Kansas City in week 16, which basically guarantees that they're going to be trailing the entire game. We should see 40-plus pass attempts here. Gage has not been efficient at all. It's all been volume-based, but there should, be steadily, there should be steady volume available in week 16. I think Gage will probably project for like seven or more targets in week 16, and he'll definitely be ranked as a fantasy starter, like in the industry consensus rankings in 12-team PBR leagues. This is assuming that Julio Jones doesn't play. Gage is probably the best wide receiver ad this week. Maybe I would go towards Chad Hansen, but I've talked about Chad Hansen enough on these shows. But yeah, Hansen, Russell Gage, and then our next guy, Lynn Bowden. Uh, Bowden is, I think, a pretty strong ad, even if Kasiki Parker and Jakeem Grant all play. He just has that slot wide receiver job locked down in Miami. He played 90% of the snaps last week for Miami. That was a week after playing 71%. Uh, he's seen seven and nine targets the last two weeks and also added a couple of carries. They also had the designed pass attempt for him back in week 14. He has a really low average depth of target, but I think that's kind of to be expected. He's He is kind of playing that safety valve role for Tua as Tua attempts to throw 
you know, very short quite often. Now, with these three Dolphins back, Bowden's target share is going to take a big hit in the Daily Rota projections. I do think, though, he just has that role that's really valuable with Tua locked down. Like, I just think a lot of those quick four, five, six yard throws are going to go to Tua. And my guess is that people are going to be starting, you know, a lot worse options in terms of projected volume than Bowden in week 16. So, you know, if you're in a league where you can start three flexes, where you can start five wide receivers, I do think that Lynn Bowden seems pretty strong. Another strong wide receiver ad is Greg Ward. He's now caught three touchdowns from Jalen Hurts. And you know, to be frank, Jalen Hurts has just revived this offense. There's way more expected fantasy value here for the pass catchers. Uh, Rager, Jalen Rager had eight targets in the comeback effort against the Cardinals, but also left the game with an ankle injury in the third quarter. That allowed Travis Fulgham to come back to have his largest snap share since Alshon Jeffrey returned to the lineup. However, Ward has 10 targets in his two games with Hurts. The aforementioned three touchdowns. I would say Ward probably qualifies more as like a sneaky start than someone you're really hoping to get in. But if Rager doesn't play, my guess is Ward is going to rank as like a top 36-ish, top 40-ish fantasy football wide receiver. And I'm even more interested in starting Ward if I also have Jalen Hurts as, you know, obviously we are wanting to stack in any kind of fantasy championship setting. Next up, we have Jeff Wilson Jr., I think he's probably owned in most leagues at this point, but assuming that Raheem Mostert doesn't play, I mean, maybe I'm shortchanging Jeff Wilson Jr. a little bit because uh, he again had another solid game. Uh, he played 39 of 84 offensive snaps. Jarek McKinnon played the final drive. Tevin Coleman played 15 snaps. Um, but basically, if Mostert doesn't play with this ankle injury again, this is basically a meaningless game for the 49ers. And I would think against the Cardinals that Jeff Wilson Jr. will be the lead back. Most importantly, he gets all the good snaps. He gets all the goal line snaps. And he also has been playing on third down some. I mean, maybe we do see Jarek McKinnon play a little bit more against the Cardinals if the team knows that Mostert is going to be out all week. But it does seem like Jeff Wilson Jr. is a pretty solid add. Ty Johnson is our, you know, our 14 team, our 16 team waiver wire pickup. Uh, obviously, Frank Gore is going to get more total snaps. He played 40 snaps in the win against the Rams. Johnson played 22, but was targeted six times, uh, gained 39 yards on those targets. And and for really the entirety of Johnson's short career with both the Jets and the Lions, he has been targeted at an above average rate per route compared to his other peers at the running back position. I would expect that to hold in week 16 uh, against the Browns. Now, obviously, we're not feeling super good about getting Ty Johnson in on our deeper teams. You know, like it's not like starting the Jets secondary running back is some great spot, but Johnson has looked explosive and he's the kind of guy who just you're like, okay, he's going to get me five points. And if something happens to Gore, if he breaks a long one, obviously he has ceiling for more. Like, for example, if you have a team where you have like Duke Johnson or Philip Lindsay or something, I would maybe even consider Ty Johnson over guys like that. Our streaming tight end for the week is Austin Hooper. He returned from injury, was immediately the tight end one again for the Browns on Sunday Night Football, played 70% of the Browns snaps, scored a touchdown, and was targeted six times, which was second on the team. Now, I know a lot of you guys in the championships probably have Logan Thomas, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson maybe even Mark Andrews, as he's been decent since coming back from injury. But I also assume a lot of you have probably streamed your way to the finals, and Hooper does look like the best streamer this week against the Jets. We know how bad the Jets' passing defense has been. If you're not locked down at tight end, Hooper is a pretty solid option. Finally, I, <clears throat> I just want to talk about the Bears as a whole. 
Because Mitch Trubisky is just good for fantasy football. The Bears have scored 25, 30, 36, and 33 points in his start since returning from injury. Darnell Mooney has a touchdown in two consecutive games. Cole Komet literally played 100% of the Bears' offensive snaps last week. It's kind of just all converging as they're going up against the Jaguars, who have the league's worst passing defense, even worse than the Jets. You know, the Jaguars have to lose this game in order to get Trevor Lawrence. Trubisky has these giant splits. Actually, Rich Rebar has pointed this out on podcasts and on Twitter over the last couple weeks. He just has these giant splits versus top half and bottom half pass defenses. And he meets, you know, this terrible pass defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's kind of more of a DFS angle, but I do really expect the Bears offense to be able to you know, put up points this week and definitely put up points through the air. And I think Mooney and Komet are probably pretty freely available on your waiver wire. Then the two defenses I'm trying to bid on this week, the Los Angeles Chargers, they get the best matchup available against the Denver Broncos. And then the Carolina Panthers, who are going to be facing either Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins for the Washington football team. Um, so everyone, that's going to do it for the waiver wire show this week. Uh, I hope it's been a great season. I hope this stuff is useful this week, and I hope we get some championships. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.